0: From a place of love is everything. Like love is our universal energy. And if we can't embody love in ourselves, we can't share it with other people.
1: Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help. And advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now, here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello, and welcome back to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. This is episode 22. And If you're listening to these as they get released, it's been two to three days now since you've listened to episode 21 with the amazing Anna Marsh, and Anna in episode 21 has probably lifted you up, raised you up, made you feel really happy, joyful, you've been walking around with a big smile on your face. Now after two or three days, that's probably just starting to dip a little bit, starting to wane, so we're going to bring Anna straight back in now for episode number 22 to bring your energy levels all the way back up again. And have you jumping into the weekend with even more joy and excitement than you normally would. So carrying on from episode 21, we're going to talk today about why it's important to come from a place of love and why Anna does this so well. We've discussed a little bit about the modern world as well and the state it's in. How we can pass on what we learn as adults to our children to enhance our children's life How it's possible to manifest dreams. That sounds a little bit strange, but it really does work and it really is possible. And Anna's gonna tell you how she does that and how it works so well for her. How also Anna processes and shakes off stress because we all get stressed. No matter how happy we seem on the podcast, everybody has stress. And we all have a a basic stress level. And then we have the additional additional stresses that come in every single day. We can't avoid them. It's just about how we process and deal with these that makes us who we are. We're also gonna touch on a little bit towards the end about the difficulties about being a modern man. And just as we ended episode 21, talking about crying, we're gonna discuss that a little bit more towards the end of this episode as well. So I know you're itching to hear more from Anna, so I'm not gonna hold it up any longer. This is episode number 22 the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast with Anna Marsh. Welcome back, Anna, pleasure to see you again.
0: Thank you, lovely to be back.
1: Good. Now, when we when we finished last time, we was getting quite deep into how you make your clients cry. <laughs>
0: with <laughs> love. Make them cry with love.
1: Yeah. Get, getting them to understand the real pain points. Now, here's here's a question for you. Why do you choose to live the way you live? Why do you focus so much on your own mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health? Why is that so important to you, Anna?
0: Gosh, that's actually a really difficult question to answer. So recently actually I did a values assessment and um we all have primary values and then we have secondary situational values and they're without going into too much detail they're different categories in in which we um have values and my primary values lie in what we call the aesthetic category which is all about balance and harmony so for me it it is a bit of a chicken or an egg is is are my values in balance and harmony because of what i do or do i do what i do because that's where my values are who knows but essentially at the end of the day is i just i just love what i do (laughs) And I feel that this is going to sound very like um, hippie or whatever, but I just do think that like acting from a place of love is everything. Like love is our universal energy. And if we can't embody love in ourselves, we can't share it with other people. And I actually feel myself getting really emotional now as I'm sharing this, but I think I don't know if you've experienced this, experienced this before, but I'm very empathetic. So, like, I see things, I see people, and I'm very affected by what's what's going on. And I feel those kind of energies. And so sometimes I just look at the world and I just feel complete despair because I'm like, there is so much wrong with this world. And then other times, like beautiful, amazing things happen, and you know that really lifts you. So really at the end of the day for me it's all about like what is my part to play in all of this and how can I do the best that I can do just to spread a little bit more of the good stuff and in order for me to do that I have to be my best physically mentally emotionally spiritually which is also a continuous path like I won't be the same when we do this a year from now and you probably won't be either.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's amazing how much you change in twelve months, and sometimes you don't see it till you sit back. I do a little evaluation every every New Year's Day of how my last twelve months has gone, and yeah, I, I look at my business, I look at my life, I look at me, and I can I can see the changes, I can see what's happening, um, and I I always think it takes me back to when I was fifteen, sixteen years old again, when I was when I thought I was probably the best person I could be, um, and then I got lost along the way, um, but the world and the way we show up in the world is huge. I talked about it on episode one of my podcast that people get stuck in their own little, their own little universe, little four corners. You know, if you think um, into an office world where you're stuck in the little cubicle, mm. the four sides, no windows. And we just, we just get sort of steamrolled into this way of life. But if we just step back and look at the whole world and the whole planet, there's a lot more to be had. And if we all show up like you are with, with good values and, and with love and gratitude and an abundance of love and joy, it's, it's a little thing. You're only a little dot on the planet but that has got to roll out to the people near you to them to the people near them and so on and so on
0: yeah exactly and i mean i see that in my clients like some of the women that i've had the pleasure of working with through the work they've done with me, then they've gone on to make changes in the companies that they work for, or they've changed their career or they're showing up differently at home with their friends, with their families and with their children. They're teaching their children some of the stuff that I'm teaching them, you know, and then that's making an impact. So yeah, everything is connected and, we've just got to spread as much good as we can.
1: Doesn't that make you so happy though, when you see clients with children and they're passing it on to the children. I I walked past a, a young family today and they said to the child, Oh, let's go and get a sausage roll from Greg's. Now I'm not saying that this kid does this all the time. I don't know anything about this family, but there's a part of me that thinks, please don't do that. Please don't take your little three-year-old kid to Greg's. But if you can educate the parents and they pass it on to the kids, you've got to be so happy with that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not even just the nutritional stuff. It's like I've had some of the um, mindset stuff as well that they're teaching their children who are, you know, not even double figures yet. And it's, you know, we, I always look back and I was like, only I'd known what I knew 10 years ago or whatever, then I wouldn't have done this or done that or made this mistake or that mistake. But I mean, at the end of the day, all these things teach us lessons. But Wouldn't it be so cool, especially in the world we live in today, which I think is so much harder than when I grew up up and we didn't have mobile phones and social media to have some of these skills and some of these tools. It's amazing.
1: It is. Yeah. So if you, you've set your values and you've probably got a vision to go with the values as well. If you make every decision during the course of your day aligned with your values, then providing you set good values in the first place, you're always going to be moving in the right direction, aren't you?
0: I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) What do they say that your values are your compass?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I try and get my clients do that. We've talked about it on previous episodes as well, setting values, visions and goals. But ultimately, if you have your values in place, whatever you do during the day, if they, if they're in line with your values, you're going to be moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So gratitude is another thing I wanted to talk about. I wake up every day and I think of three things I'm grateful for. How much does gratitude play a role in your life?
0: So I think it's something that the more you practice, it happens naturally. And I think it's also about expressing gratitude to others. And I think it's not necessarily sitting down and you like write down your, your three things for the day, but like. The other day, for example, yesterday, I had to get something printed. And sometimes I've emailed the printing shop and it's taken you know, 36 hours to get um, the document printed. It's actually one of my eBooks. And, um, and they got back to me almost immediately and said, this will be ready in an hour. So when I went into the shop to, to go and pay and to collect it, You know, just just like making the effort to have a little bit of a chat. I was like, oh, this was so quick today. It helped me so much. Thank you. And just really being grateful and sharing that again when it comes to sharing the energy, sharing it with the people involved. The other thing that I do is to write gratitude for the things in my life that haven't happened yet. So to be grateful for the future that I'm essentially creating. And so be grateful for all the clients that, ha- that are coming into my life this month, this year, or the next five years, I don't know. Um, so I set some intentions about what I would like to manifest in my life. And then I express gratitude for that before it's happened.
1: And do you find, I think that's amazing. I've never heard of anyone doing that before. Do you, do you find that setting them intentions and setting them goals, again, sort of like the law of attraction helps bring them into your life, helps to manifest them in time. Um, maybe yeah. if you wasn't thinking of them, maybe if he was a very negative person, you know, a negative person will bring in negativity into their life. So you thinking of all the good that you want to bring into the world. So it's got, does it manifest for you? Do you find that helps?
0: Yeah, so this is a huge part of what I focus on in the Joe Dispenza meditations I mentioned in the previous yeah. episode, which um, was, I was, focusing a lot on creating the energy around what I wanted in my life. And then I sat down recently, it had been a while since I'd done the meditation because I'd stopped doing it for a while, which is for a very specific reason, which we can talk about if you want to, but um I sat down and I was like, I'm going to meditate. And then I sat down and I was like, okay, what is this energy? And then I realized I was already there. I was like all those things that I was working on for days and weeks, I was like I have this now. And obviously the achiever in me was like, what's next? When are we going to do next? What should I manifest next? And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this one for a bit. And now, um, now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, what is the next step? What, what is the next energy? But, um, Yeah, I'm slowly bringing that back in. But one of the things is focusing much more on the what you want to feel or like how you on the energy behind it and not necessarily all the action steps or what it exactly looks like. Because if you had asked me six months ago, if I wanted to get to this place, I wouldn't have been able to tell you all the steps. But the steps have just happened from somewhere as time has gone by and it was never like I wrote this plan. I didn't write this plan to get here as I've got here. It's just how things have unfolded. So it's much more about the energy and then trusting that the opportunities come as they
1: should. But you say it's it's how it's happened, but it's not just happened like that because you've put a lot of effort in. You maybe not have written the steps down, I'm going to do this, 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 but all the self-love and the work you put in on yourself has come together and the universe has brought everything together to give you ultimately what you wanted to, to receive in the first place. So, although you can't write the steps down, you haven't just sat on your backside and it hasn't just miraculously happened.
0: Oh, yes, there's, of course.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a lot of work you have put into yourself to, to get to that stage.
0: Yeah, and but I think it's like for somebody listening to this and thinking about, well, how can I apply this in my life? It's say they're wanting to quit their job and start their own business. It's not necessarily about saying, okay, so I'm going to save this much money and then six months time, I'm going to do exactly. Exactly this and exactly that, and then I will get here. It's much more saying, but this is how I want to get here, but I'm just going to surrender a little bit and yes, do the the head work and the heart work, but then let the other physical stuff come up as it should.
1: Yeah, okay, let's take you back a little bit then. Why, why did you stop meditating?
0: Okay, so I have to <laughs> say about this really exciting thing. Um, so, when I mentioned in the previous episode that I went to a mastermind event, which was in San Diego. And um, it was there that the penny dropped on what what shifts needed to happen in in myself and in my business. And one of the things that happened at that event, so it, it's always San Diego, I think it's a nine hour time difference. I'm always jet lagged. It's always like, like grit just to get through each day. It was after lunch. So I was really tired, um, kind of feeling a bit sluggish and just, you know, your body clock is all over the place. And then walked into the room and I could just feel the energy in the room was completely different and I just done my Reiki level one and two in South Africa in October so I have like I can feel a lot of energy in my hands as I can a lot of people can and I could just feel like my hands were like on fire and I was like yes there is definitely something different in this room and and then there was a guy there and he he was there, and he was going to give us a talk? I didn't really know much about him. And anyway, he was a chiropractor that uses a chiropractic technique called Network Spinal Analysis. It's a technique which is practiced by a guy called Donny Epstein, who's one of um, Tony Robbins's like go-to guru bodywork people. And um, he did this Network Spinal Analysis treatment on all of us, which is a lot of people will think about. Chiropractics is someone like giving you these like crazy, like neck or head adjustments and lots of things clicking and crunching. And it was not like that at all. But it's an energetic technique where the practitioner will place a certain amount of pressure at a very specific point on your spine. And it's, it's really just a light touch when I'm talking about pressure, not heavy pressure. And what it does is it creates a wave in the spine and in the nervous system so that it's essentially reorganizing and reprogramming your nervous system. And if you've ever seen an animal maybe on TV, you know, these nature programs, you may see like a buck run away from a lion. And then once it's in safety, it kind of like does this thing with its spine and it just kind of shakes, almost like it shakes off the stress. And this is essentially what it's mimicking in in us human beings is this ability to kind of like shake off the stress, reorganize the nervous system. So we know that you're exposed to stress Every single day of your life, physical, mental, emotional, biochemical stress, it's there all the time. And so we're all building up this stress in our body. And even like for someone like myself who has a lot of self-care practices, it's not always easy to process it all. And especially... If you have trauma in your life, if you've been in a car accident, if you've had any physical, mental, or emotional traumas, um, even traumas at birth or in pregnancy, all of this can program our stress access from a young age. And so what this is essentially doing is helping your body to reorganize your own energy. So... I started, after I had this treatment, I was just like, I like this. <laughs> My body wants some more of this. So I just a little Google. I was like, network, spinal analysis, Bournemouth, And there's like only a very small handful of practitioners in the UK. One of them lives, just down, one of them works just down the road from me. Wow. So it was obviously meant to be. So I started having these treatments I'm seeing this guy I was going three times a week. And he actually asked me to stop meditating because he said that's one of the ways in which i regulate my own physiology so I've, I've used i use meditation i use exercise i use all of those things for state management you know as, as we teach our clients to he says i want you to stop doing those things so you can notice how this is affecting you because otherwise you're managing yourself too well yes yeah. so, um, so i gave up the meditating for that reason was just to let the network style analysis kind of fall into place and and um, I noticed so many positive changes in myself. And um, so better boundaries, better sense of self, better ability to say no, increased energy, um, much less anxiety, better sleep, like loads and loads of benefits. Um, and it's, it's just been, it's been amazing. And I'll just tell everybody about it who will listen because I think that it's, it's life-changing potentially.
1: Brilliant. I've, no, I've, no, I've never heard of that. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna have a little look after this. <laughs> maybe there's one near me. Yeah. Um, so this all sounds really wonderful. Um, you've sat through the two episodes with a huge smile on your face. Um, for people listening, there's people that are not going to be anywhere near this stage. People who are just thinking about starting out. Maybe they're five six stone overweight. Maybe they're maybe they're smoking. Maybe they've got a really stressful job, and they they feel that the jump from where they are now. To where we're, we're talking about now is is too huge, and they don't know where to start. But I, I know through the through the benefits of social media, I know that you had a little bit of a, a grumpy start to the day today. Uh, <laughs> that was so, because
0: my cat was like up all night making a noise. <laughs> but anyway, yes, continue.
1: But you you do have bad days. We, you're human. We're human. We we have bad days everyone does. How, how do you cope with them days when you wake up and you just get the sense that it's just, it's just one of them days?
0: Yes. I think the first thing is acceptance. Um, it's accepting that it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to feel your emotions and emotions are either warnings or rewards. So we know when we get a reward emotion <laughs> cause it feels good. And when we get a warning emotion, it's an opportunity to have a conversation with yourself. So what many people who are less in touch with their bodies or less aware of what's going on will do is we want to shove emotions down, right? We want to eat a bit more, drink a bit more, maybe just lie in bed and not move in some cases and just hide from the world. And I think sometimes those things are okay too but if you are having a warning emotion it's saying what what's going on here like you would a child it's not like I always say you don't go and put the child in the naughty corner and ask it to think about what it's done you bring it close and you say like sweetheart what's going on here and that's and that's how you're going to have the most meaningful interaction right so it's having that relationship with yourself where you're not like bad, go to the naughty corner but like okay cool you know like what's what's going on here? Okay, so you're a bit tired today. So what would be the, what would, what do you think would make you feel better? And you know, some people are going to go, oh, we eat some cake (laughs) or miss the gym or whatever it is. And then maybe you can say something like, well, would there not be something a little bit healthier that you could do? And if the answer is no, like, what do you do with a child? When they're like, no, I want cake. They're like, okay, um, let's get you some cake now. But maybe if they give you the cake, could you promise, like, you're going to have a bath and get it early night tonight? Or Or, um, okay, if we have the cake now, maybe you can have a salad for lunch. Or So you're starting that sort of conversation with your body from a very compassionate place. And so for me, I guess this morning, the conversation was, okay, I'm not going to go to the gym because that would mean getting in a car, rushing, doing a workout, rushing back and putting more pressure on myself. But what could I do instead? And I'm just going to do a little bit of yoga flow in my living room where I know I don't have to rush anywhere. It's going to give me an extra 40 minutes on my morning and then I can have breakfast at a more relaxed pace and that is actually going to set me up better for the day. So... I think some people think that they need to fix things all at once. And I think the biggest advice I can give anyone is to start to accept themselves and start to open up that conversation with their body in a loving way as they would talk to a child.
1: Yeah. I, we talked, we ended the part, part one, talk about crying. So we're going to end part two the same. Um, <laughs> as, as a, as a man, I think it's, it's harder to cry um, particularly in public or to show them emotions But I was in a program at the start of the year where I I was working on mindfulness and there was three times within the program that that I actually come away and I cried myself but I, 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 there's no way I was letting anyone see that okay that was that was in a room on my own and I thought what the hell is going on why am I crying at this it was over ridiculous things like watching a TV program a certain trigger in the TV program would make me cry and then I went and talked to the coach he said well why did that make you cry? And it turned out it was it was to do with my father, and and it was it was bringing back memories that I'd kind of buried. So why why bury them? Why not embrace them and then go and talk to your father about the issues you have and and yeah, embrace the fact that you you're showing your emotion. Don't be scared of it. Don't be afraid to show it, and and just embrace that.
0: Yeah, and I know that I mean my work is pretty much all with women, but and this is just my opinion. I think it's sometimes it's even harder to be a man than it is to be a woman these days because for men the stereotype is to be strong and to be assertive and to be a certain way and I think that a lot of men don't feel that way and this is just me like with my empathy like feeling it off of people as I'm walking past them but like I think it's hard um and Ben will probably kill me but sometimes I see him struggle to really assert his self like to really stand true to his wants and his needs in certain situations and I think it's painful it's painful not to feel that you can be who you are whether that is saying no and setting a boundary or as you say like crying about some stuff which is actually emotionally really important um and thinking that you have to be strong all the time and I think it's just really painful feeling like you can't be yourself.
1: It is. And, and for men, I think we have to be the strong one. We have to be the hunter. We have to be the provider. And it's to show that what we think is a weakness to somebody else is just something that we don't we don't do. But I yeah. know that I felt so much better at the end of the well, it was 40 days at the start of the year. But I felt so much better after that for allowing my emotions to come out. <clears throat> excuse yeah. me and it's not it's not something that happens like I'm not crying every week or anything but I'm yeah. I'm now not afraid to to let that show if if I'm watching a tv program or I speak to someone it makes me cry it makes me cry it's not something I'm gonna run away and hide like I have been known to in the past yeah. so and do I we think have that,
0: time for me to share a quick story go for it Okay, so it's, it's on this note of crying. So I talked to you about the NSA, and um, I actually did recently, a couple of weekends ago now, what they call a clear day, which is you go for a whole day, and you have a series of treatments, and you do some breathing exercises, and there's time in between just to chill and relax and sort of recuperate. And I had booked it after the launch of my Grounded Goddess Group program, because I knew what my body was going to need some restoration. And I thought I was going to go on this day, and I was going to have all these lovely bodywork treatments, and just leave like floating on air, and super happy, and just amazing energy, and just all you know, all the good stuff. And I spent the whole day crying, <laughs> and it was, and it was really embarrassing because there were fifteen people there. In between, we did some group shares, and as everybody, we were going around in the circle, and everybody was sharing their little bit. I was getting more and more emotional. And then when it came to me, you know, when you can't even talk because you're just like, (laughs) just crying. And I had a huge resistance to that because I'm so used to holding space as being the strong one with my clients. And then to be vulnerable in front of so many people was a really difficult thing to do. And I finished the day, just actually, you know, it was really awkward because at the end, everybody was saying, how they had found the day and what they had got from it. And they were all like, this has been amazing. You freed me. I feel great. And I was just like, I just want to go home, make a hot water bottle and curl into a ball. And when you're the only one in a whole room of people who's saying something like that, you feel like something is wrong with you. But then it was just this understanding that what had happened is that like, so, I, and again, this is a bit of the woo stuff, but my heart had been so open that it allowed me to feel so much more and let out so much that had been suppressed. And then in, in doing so, it had made me feel really, really vulnerable. And that was hence wanting to close down again and have the whole water bottle and curl into the fetal position. But since that day, I have felt so much more compassionate to other people and I felt so much calmer within myself because I just feel like my ability to feel myself and to know where I am versus what what's going on with other people and then be compassionate towards them. I feel like that has been a
1: massive shift. Wow. And how, how was everyone else on that course on that, on that day, on that, um, on that get together, how did they react to you being like that?
0: I don't really know. Cause I think I was so <laughs> preoccupied with my <laughs> self um, to be honest but you know they were they were sweet I mean you could you could kind of see like some people there were probably a lot of empaths in the room so some people were probably also getting a little bit moved by it but to be honest because I was so shut down on myself that um I, I was just trying to survive through it
1: <laughs> and how much did the the previous few weeks play into that again was you maybe forgetting the you're so focused on on a certain program you was launching, did you kind of put yourself to the to the back of the list a little or bottom of the list a little bit? Do you think
0: yeah, I mean I think my bottom of the list is very different to most people because I have so many of these self care practices are like in built mechanisms for me now in terms of my habits and my routines, but I think it 's more not necessarily about what you 're doing but how you're connecting with yourself. So you can go through the motions of like, I'll go for a walk, but your head can still be going crazy with other stuff. Or you can go to the gym and then part of the challenge was I push myself too hard. And then um, your body's recovering from that. So it's it's not only the action, it's the energy behind the action. And there clearly wasn't enough self-connection behind all the
1: action. Yeah. And just just to wrap up one thing I saw recently about you having a day off every week.
0: Yeah. Um, and,
1: and and I get this as well. You, you kind of feel that running your own business, you feel that you should be doing something every minute of every day. I almost I work harder on my business because I think if people see me like this morning, I went for a coffee. I took the, this rain in here. We took the dog to a cafe, had a coffee. And if people say, what do you do? It's, oh, I, I work from home. Oh, well, that's a good job because you're sitting in a cafe having a coffee. But I work harder because I don't want people to to see that of me. But I need the time off and I need the day away to show up in a more energetic state to everybody else. And But you do feel that hint of guilt, don't you, for actually saying, do you know what, I'm giving myself a day off or I'm having some time away to do this. But it changes how you show up.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's reconditioning. So very often, um, this is something I teach my clients, but we have... The higher self or the, the the future self, which we're trying to create, then we have the familiar self, which is your current way of being. And as you start to step into a different way of being, there's always this unconscious self sabotage coming from the familiar to try and keep you safe because it's like keeping you in the known. And as you step into the unknown, it's like, oh, let's just give you some guilt. So you go back here and behave like this. I mean, it happens in all sort of different situations. And it, it, it is, it, it's not gone yet in me. I would completely agree with you because I don't want to be perceived as lazy, whereas actually what other people think is actually none of my business and I shouldn't care, but it's hard to really embrace that. And one of the biggest things was guilt because I didn't want my clients to think I was slacking off on them. And really what I've noticed in my shifts in the past few weeks now since I've been doing this is I'm not slacking off on them because I feel like I have so much more energy, love, and compassion to give to them as a result.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. that uh, that's a fantastic lot of information there, Anna. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Sorry, I could talk about this all day. It's okay. I, I could listen all day. It's fine. <laughs> okay
1: no worries thank you so much um i've loved it it's been everything i wanted it to be i, I love talking to someone else who who sees the benefits of a whole well uh, uh, let me give a words out a well rounded approach to to health and fitness and weight loss as well it's fantastic to yeah. see thank you no, very much
0: thank you
1: there we go i think it's safe to say that That's going to have you leaping into the weekend with a big smile on your face. I know it is for me. And I also know that if you've listened to these two episodes, you're going to get so much from these. Not just happy vibes, happy thoughts, but you're going to get a ton of information from this as well. I really do suggest that you go back and listen to these again, just in case you've missed anything and take as much away from these episodes as you possibly can. Now, at this stage, I always encourage people to go over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast so they don't miss any future episodes today I think that's really important because in a little while we're going to take a break for the summer but before we do that we've got some amazing guests coming up so go over and subscribe because you really don't want to miss out. Coming up in the next couple of weeks we've got two-time Paralympian Anna Turney, we've also got eight times British ski cross champion and recent competitor in the Winter Olympics in Korea Emily Sarsfeld, we've got Brett Robbo's, a mental strength coach from Australia who I've worked with just a few weeks ago got Pollyanna Hale from the Fit Mum Formula in the UK and we've got a young actress by the name of Kira Bay spreading some light on on how actresses and actors stay fit and healthy and amazing conversations with each one of these guests so please don't miss out head over to iTunes subscribe and if you've loved this episode or any of the episodes please review them as well because the guests really love to know that that what they're giving out is really helpful so for their benefit please review the podcast it'd be really nice for the guests to know that people are getting a ton of value from their content Thank you very much for listening, guys. Have an, if you listen to this live, have a fantastic weekend. And the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast will be back in a few days' time with two times Paralympian Anna Turning.